0: So what's it feel like to finally to finally win this
1: thing? That was worth the wait. All right, so uh, Giannis, congratulations. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills.
2: outside yeah uh sports radio we got to start shows with small talk about the weather we got to start every segment it's a it's a snowy one it's a snowy wednesday so i just got to mention it off the top i do want to say one thing about the weather and about the snow before we really get going because one of my buddies who listens to the show from time to time texted me the other night and i thought it was one of the best ideas i've ever heard and it's relating to the weather do you tell me he told me that someone needs to create a uh a betting app, like a sports book, maybe you could fold it in with a sports book. You need to create a mobile app where people can gamble on the weather. I feel like this is a fantastic idea. You can gamble on snow totals, rain totals. Uh, I, I don't know how you could gamble on cloudiness. People will find a way to gamble on anything. I, I don't know if you could fold this into a sports book, or you would need to make it its own thing. I think people would gamble on snow totals. We had a little snow pool at work, you know, throwing a buck, take a number. Very simple. No, 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 no. I'm talking about gambling degenerates that would sit at home, watch the weather channel, get a meteorologist friend close to the situation, get some inside info, throw some money down on a snow total. Point total, over under in a football game. What about an over under for snow accumulation? I think people would bet on that. I think that's a million dollar idea. My buddy brought it up to me. No, there's nothing I can do with that idea. So maybe one of you can develop an app, right? Start a company. Go ahead. Take the idea. It's yours. However, if the company becomes uber rich and successful, you need to sponsor this show. <laughs> that's that's the trade-off. So if you go on to launch a startup based on weather gambling, uh, God be with you. Wish you all the success, but you do need to pay it back to this program uh, with some sponsorship money. So that's a trade-off. My buddy told me that the other night. I thought it was a great idea. I'd throw a couple bucks on a snow total. I don't gamble on sports at all. I might gamble on the weather a little bit. I feel like I got a pretty good sense of how much snow we're going to get in the cross, which is normally not nearly as much as the forecast says. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. That fills our quota for weather talk today. It is nasty outside, though, so if you're driving, please go slow. Take your time. No one needs to be in a rush. I hate when I'm out on the highway and the weather's nasty and someone's got to go by me at 70. It's just dumb. Don't do it. Take your time. Drive slow. Just more time to hang out and listen to the show. So many, so many, so many things I want to get to tonight. I'm thinking the second half of the show is going to be Packers. We're going to do some Rogers stuff. We just keep getting breadcrumbs, right? It felt like five or six little news stories in a row there were all leaning very Jordan Love. Ooh. Packers not happy with Rodgers they want to move on Aaron Jones says this Albert Breer says you know Jordan Love's coming along interesting felt like we had some momentum there for a while with Jordan Love Tom Pellicero was doing the rounds the last 24 hours and basically echoed a narrative that I I think we all have believed at one point to be true The, the narrative that if Aaron Rodgers wants to come back the Packers want him back Right, we heard a little bit of that yesterday. So ah, there's a little breadcrumb in the Aaron Rodgers returns bucket. Interesting. All right. Not exactly keeping a, an accurate count of <laughs> of news stories and breadcrumb. Okay, so there's one for Jordan Love. Put it on the board. There's one for Rodgers. Put it on the board. I, I think Tony in Texas brought it up yesterday. What if Rodgers comes back and wants to return? Are the Packers really going to tell him no? I feel like they'd struggle to tell him no. So we'll talk about that and do some Packers stuff, some football stuff. In the second half of the show. I want to do Badgers basketball at 430. They play Iowa tonight. And it feels like Groundhog Day again. Right, It's felt like Groundhog Day over and over and over again the last two weeks, the last three weeks. The Badgers haven't won back-to-back games since the turn of the new year. Since 2023 started. We've been in a rut, right? One step forward, two steps back. Ooh, great half of offense. Now 11 straight minutes without scoring. Ooh, we got a good Tyler Wall game. And now he vanishes. Chucky Hepburn hitting some shots. Next game, he'll do nothing. So we've just been stuck in this middle ground. Just feels like a continuation of what we've been watching for the last couple of weeks. So we'll talk Badgers basketball and preview the Iowa game just a little bit coming up at 4.30. 608-796-2558. If you'd like to call or text the show, I would love to have you. I'm on Twitter. You can tweet me as well during the show or anytime at Wisco Grant. I want to start with something a little different tonight. I want to start with a little reflection. Feeling very reflective. I was very reflective last night, very reflective today. I've had no sports to watch this week. Monday night, no Bucks, no Badgers. Monday night, and I, I told you yesterday, I explored a, a little bit of what DirecTV has to offer, because I pay for cable, because I need it for sports, but I never watch anything else. <laughs> I feel like I, I, I pay, you know, X number of dollars monthly for DirecTV, and I use, like, 3% of Said TV. So I'm cruising the, Like, oh, what is this new cable news network I've never heard of? What is this, Antiques Roadshow? What's this new competition on Food Network? I didn't, didn't know that one. And, of course, Harry Potter always on somewhere on cable. Order of the Phoenix a little bit Monday night. Watched about 20 minutes. So Monday night it was my Direct TV night. Last night, let, let the record show. Let me state to the court under oath that I did watch about five minutes of a college basketball game. I watched Indiana at Michigan State. It was a cool scene. It was a little emotional. It was Michigan State's first home game since the the shooting that happened a couple of days ago. Um, so that was nice. It wasn't a close basketball game, and it didn't really trip my trigger, but it was something. It was better than King of Queens reruns. Actually, that's a lie. I love Kevin James and Jerry Stiller. That show's awesome. TV land late at night. So no sports on this week. And before bed last night, I was watching some clips from some of my favorite cable sports shows. Which is like my guilty pleasure activity. That's what I do. I go home on YouTube and I watch clips of Undisputed for some reason. I know it's trash. I can't help myself. First take, I know it's garbage. I know it's meaningless. I know it's all for show. I don't care. I can't stop watching. And last night I was watching clips of my favorite cable sports show. First things first. Nick Wright, Kevin Riles, Chris Broussard. They were talking about post-NBA trade deadline title odds. All right, so Bucks. Celtics, Suns, Sixers, you know, and in the East, the Cavs and the Heat not far behind. They are talking about the title odds and, and what the league looks like post-deadline as we kind of have a chance to look around and take inventory during the All-Star break. And maybe it was the CBD gummy that I popped because I wanted a good night's sleep. Maybe I was just feeling a little warm inside. But this little quote from Nick Wright, very innocuous, very simple, very... Very harmless. Not a lot here. It's only 10 seconds long. But for whatever reason, this this hit me a little different last night. This is what he said. Listen, Giannis is the best player in basketball. Contrary to whatever CBS Sports
3: poll puts up. Contrary to whatever MVP <laughs> voters say. Everyone knows Giannis is the best player
2: in basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the best player in basketball. Doesn't matter what this list says. Doesn't matter what this person says. He's the best. Let's, let's all grasp this. I know this. I'm very secure with this fact. Right, I don't need pundits to confirm it to me. Right, I don't have to scour the internet for player rankings or power rankings of Eastern Conference superstars. I don't. I don't need to dig into the depths of Twitter to find people to tell me that Giannis is the best player. I don't go looking for for player rankings for MVP voting and then throw a temper tantrum when Giannis isn't number one. I am very secure with Giannis's standing relative to other superstars in basketball. Having said all that, <laughs> I very much enjoy listening to folks say Giannis is the best player in the world. It just doesn't get old. I love it. Giannis is the best player alive. Giannis is the best player on the planet. Woo. Give me more of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Giannis is the best player in basketball. Ah, yeah. I love that. I'll never get sick of hearing that. There's buzz to that. There's electricity to that. Every time I hear it, every time someone says it, it catches me. I saw a clip of John Mulaney, who's a comedian and a writer. I saw a TikTok of him. It was a couple weeks ago. And he's doing a bit about how he loves being married because he gets to say, my wife. It's like, there's, there's some oomph behind that. There's some power behind that. It's so much better than saying, my girlfriend. I said, That's my wife. I said, there's, that. there's some stones to that. He's like, I'll never get tired of saying that. I'll never get tired of saying, my wife. Can my wife come with me? Oh, this is my wife. Meet my wife. Wife, wife, wife. There's, there's buzz to that. There's some oomph behind that. It's the same every time I hear Giannis is the best player in the world. Giannis is the best player on the planet. I'll never get tired of hearing it. Ever. Even though I know it to be true. Even though it's totally a fact. It's like, hey, two plus two is four. Ooh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. It's a fact. It's not something that needs to be argued. It's not something that I doubt. But I like hearing it anyways. And I was just sitting at home last night thinking, man, life like this sure is sweet. I got to take a moment every once in a while to remind myself that Giannis is the best player in the world and that he plays for my team in Milwaukee, for the Milwaukee Bucks. Because we get so used to it. We're used to watching it every night. Oh, there's Giannis. He's going for 35, 14, and 6. Ah, Casual. Saw a better game from him last week. Yeah, but he didn't make all his free throws. Yeah, but he had a couple turnovers. Oh, yeah, He had 35, 14, and 6. Ho-hum. We're so used to it, right? It's just become background noise to us. And every once in a while, you got to stop and smell the flowers and tell yourself out loud, Giannis is the best player in the world. He plays for my team. How great is this? Tell yourself that. If you're driving home tonight and you're stuck in the snow, so you're driving slow, when we go to commercial break, just just talk to yourself in the car. It's great. It's a healthy, healthy way to... Healthy way to live. If, if not, I'm in trouble because I talk to myself a lot. Tell yourself, Giannis, best player in basketball, plays for my team. And I was getting very reflective about this last night. Like I said, again, it was maybe the CBD gummy that I took. I was thinking back to early Giannis memories. Not all the way back to when he was drafted because he was more of an idea when he was drafted than a player. That feels like it was lifetimes ago. But I was thinking back to some early Giannis moments when he first started to pop, right? And I thought of 2017, 2018, which is very appropriate, uh, given our, our fantastic Joe Prunty discourse on, on last night's show. We were talking about the 2017, 2018 season when Joe Prunty took over and almost, almost coached the Bucks to a first round win against... Didn't have Kyrie, remember? Almost. Went to game seven. It was very ugly, uh, but they almost they almost did it. Very close seven-game series. So I was thinking about 2017, 2018, 2019 when Giannis really first started to explode. And I think of the moment that I first believed that Giannis could be this guy. The moment I first started to realize, this guy isn't just a nice player. He's not just going to be a a 3-and-D guy or a nice defensive wing. This guy could be a special special player he could be something larger than life there could be some heroicism to this and to the role that he's going to play not just for the bucks but in the nba and i remember the night that i started to buy and i remember the night very well i'll take you back to that night it was saturday night october 21st 2017 the season was five days old season had just barely started the bucks were one and one at the time going into this weekend Giannis scored 37 against the Celtics in Boston in game one. Bucks won that game 108-111, uh, or flip that, 111-108. You know what I mean. Bucks won that first game. Giannis scores 37 in a really hostile environment. Then they lost to LeBron's Cavs in Cleveland. Giannis had 34 casually in game two. So the Bucks are 1-1. One one. They're going into Saturday. They're hosting the Blazers. Okay, Giannis scores a 44-point career high. He scores 44! But that really doesn't even tell the whole story of this game. And if you go back and watch the highlights, you absolutely should. You can see the moment at the end of this game where you're like, oh. And all the Bradley centers like, oh. And Marcus Johnson and Jim Paschke go, oh. There's something to this. Right? We like Giannis. He's developing. We're big fans. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's something maybe even bigger going on here. Right? The Bucks are down one point with 15 seconds left. Blazers have the ball. C.J. McCollum is driving. He's driving from the top of the key, and this happens. I'll explain what happens in case you can't totally make it out. The Bradley Center was rocking. So what happens, and you can barely hear it over the crowd noise because it's so loud, Giannis is defending McCollum at the top of the key. McCollum tries to drive. Giannis reaches around with his left hand to poke the ball out from behind him. And the ball gets popped out, and it goes to Malcolm Brogdon, who's on the wing. Brogdon, Brogdon's just such a good player. It was really slick play. Brogdon barely even catches the ball before he slams a bounce pass right back to Giannis at half court. Because Giannis pokes it and immediately runs. There's 15 seconds left. The Bucks are down one. Giannis now has a head start towards the rack. Malcolm Brogdon hits him with a bounce pass. Giannis takes one dribble. Between half court and the rim, Giannis takes one dribble, lays it up with three defenders right on his heels. The Bucks are up one point with about now seven seconds left, 10 seconds left, something like that. So the Bucs go from down one to Giannis steal. Giannis catches the pass. Giannis lays it in for the lead. Bucks are now up one, 111-110. Damian Lillard, top of the key, trying to win the game, dumps it down to Nurkic. Giannis comes over from the weak side, and this happens. And I bet you remember this play. If you don't, again, I'm begging you to go back and watch the highlights. Johnson is awesome, by the way. I brought this up a couple of weeks ago. I don't remember if it was the last time we had Bart Winkler on. I, I don't remember what the, what the genesis was. But I, I said, we do not love Marcus Johnson enough. The energy in that moment and the hype in that moment and the presence of mind of Jim Paschke to be very sharp, decisive with his call, and then to oh, I let the crowd take over, let Marcus Johnson take over. I loved Paschke and Johnson. That was the Bradley center at full tilt. Giannis gets the block. And it wasn't a, a tap block off the backboard. He met Yusuf Nurkic, who's all of seven feet and built like a house, met him at the rim. Met him at the rim and threw him backwards and sealed the game. That was that. So Giannis gets the steal down one, the the layup, the fast break to go up one, and then blocks a potential game-winning shot from Nurkic. Bradley Center's going nuts. Marcus Johnson's going nuts. And I'm sitting with my college buddies at the time thinking, holy smokes!" Okay, so there's... There's something going on here. It, it, it just seemed larger than life. And every year since then, he's gotten better. And obviously now he's won two MVPs. He's won a finals. He scored 50 in a, in a clinching game. And I bring this up to start the show today. One, because there's not really much else going on. We don't have any new Packers news. We don't have a Badger game to talk about. We don't have a Bucks game to talk about. I'd also bring it up because it's the NBA All-Star break. And since last Thursday, Friday, we haven't had a Bucks game. We haven't had an opportunity to sit down and, and just casually watch our favorite player, again, score 35, 15, and 7. Because that's what he does every time he goes out on the basketball court, and I miss it. Right. And last night, I started to think back to some of those first moments and first memories when I really thought, oh, holy cow, there's something a little bit bigger here going on. This isn't just a nice player. This is, this is larger than life. There, there was a star that was kind of born early on in that season. And I remember that game against Portland really well. I have a couple more things I want to say about the Bucs. We don't need to dwell on the Bucs unless you guys want to. If you want to call and text and add into this, we can talk about the Bucs more, but I'm planning to get into Badgers basketball at 430. And I assume that people are going to have some takes about that because the Badgers play Iowa tonight and they desperately need a win to keep alive in the Big Ten and to keep alive for the tournament as well. Uh, Because right now that's not exactly looking ideal. Let's take a three-minute break. Wisco Sports Show back after this. This is the
1: Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: chris johnson so much i miss jim paschke a lot i loved jim paschke great voice and knew when to get out of the way i think that's a very important trait in a play-by-play broadcaster and i don't mean to criticize because it's a really hard job and i would suck at it but being succinct is so important that's why i love buck is buck does so much with so little I don't want to hear you stumbling and rambling over your words, trying to find the perfect way to describe something. We're watching. We we can see it. You don't need to paint a detailed picture. Just drive it home. And Pashki was so good at that. And I think of that moment, I think of that Trailblazers game a lot. As one of the first moments watching Giannis thinking, holy cow, there's something bigger than life going on here. There's... There's something bigger than just a good player going on here. This guy could not just be special, but larger than life. You know, a a big figure to Milwaukee, big figure in the NBA. You could just kind of feel it. And I go back and I watch highlights of that game a lot. I was watching them last night. I remember that night very fondly. And selfishly, not to make it about me, I was in college. I was watching with my buddies. I think there's an extra factor to that. When you watch sports with a group of friends, especially when you're a little younger. I, I don't know. There's a certain energy you draw from each other. You get more amped up. Like when I watch the Packers at home by myself, I'll sit there on my laptop. I don't normally get out of the recliner. I don't normally raise my voice. I remember watching that with some buddies, and we're all just like, what did we just see? So while well, the All-Star break is, you know, happening, I miss the Bucks. I miss having basketball on every night, and I miss a chance every night to watch Giannis just score 35 and get 15 boards and, and 7 assists and... It's just a run-of-the-mill night for him, and we've gotten used to that over the last couple of years. I miss it. I don't want to take it for granted. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Twitter, at Wisco Grant. If you want to be a part of the show, you can tweet me, and you can text and or call me. 608-796-2558. Cone Roller is here. Early call for Cone. What's going on, Cone? Welcome.
3: Grant, you you were saying you were talking Badger basketball at 4.30, so had to to get in.
2: Get in first. Yeah, I love that. What's going on? What do you think about tonight? Iowa, Fran McCaffrey, we might get a tantrum.
3: Yeah, exactly, and I actually just met somebody down here in Phoenix that's a huge Iowa fan, so we've been going back and forth, and they're in the same boat. They kind of hate Fran. They're ready to move on. Um, They're sick of his freakouts, so, you know... (laughs) It's a consensus across the Big Ten, I think, even for
2: Iowa fans. It's so funny, and I brought this up, I don't know if it was a week or two or three ago, whenever it was a topic on the show. Like Iowa basically gave a game away against Wisconsin with Fran McCaffrey's outburst. Ohio State did it big time, and then Juwan Howard gave away a couple of points. The Badgers have been on the short end of the stick a lot this year, where I'll just make a couple more free throws, make a couple more layups, they'd have some more wins. If the coaches could just keep it together... Versus Wisconsin and versus Greg Gard, the Badgers might have a couple more losses, and Iowa—that first game is one of them.
3: Yeah, I think uh, John Rothstein tweeted today: sixteen out of Wisconsin's twenty-six games have been within five points. Yeah, which is just crazy. Yeah, so you know, so, a I'm couple go of better. those coaches don't freak out. We probably got a couple more
2: L's. Yeah, I also think again, if they could just make some free throws, I heard, I think it was Zach Heilprin talking about this the other day, our friend who does the updates and you hear him on Kenny and Heilprin. He's like, look, everyone wants doom and gloom on this Badgers season. And it has been frustrating, especially since the turn of the year. They haven't won back to back games since 2022. But if they could just make some bunnies and make some free throws. They came very close against Northwestern both times. All of a sudden, Northwestern looks like an unbelievable team, right there, right there, they're right there against Kansas. I know that this season has been frustrating, but I also think that, like, they're not as bad as maybe we're making them out to be.
3: Yeah, I, I don't think so. That's um, fine. They got to get more. They got to get more two point, you know, shot attempts up. Even yes. sometimes they get a little too comfortable just taking threes sitting outside of the, you know, three-point line, but I think against Rutgers, they were one of nine on two-point field goals in the second half, and that is just criminal that, first, they only made one, and second, that they only attempted nine. Yeah. I mean, I know Stephen Crowell can get beat up a little bit with how big some of these Big Ten teams are, but, I don't know, go to the line, draw foul, get paint touches, do whatever you can to try to get some easy looks.
2: Yeah and try to get the other team in foul trouble. I think a lot of times, because I, I watch probably more NBA casually than I do college basketball, I watch the Badgers, but I don't flip on other college games a whole lot. And I need to remind myself, five fouls is, is nothing, right? If you get down in the paint, you bang heads and, and stick a guy with two fouls in the first half, that's a huge deal, whereas in the NBA it's not. And I feel like the Badgers, a, a shallow team and a team without a lot of depth, you know, getting the other team in, in foul trouble, a deeper team in foul trouble can level the playing surface a lot. I don't mind that they shot all those threes the other night, but you still got to keep the other team honest and try to get into the paint. Yeah, agreed,
3: agreed. Are and we... I love the Bucks
2: call to open the call or open yeah. the show. Dude, I I miss Paske. That was such a fun arrow when everything was just starting to take off. Obviously, it's great now we're contenders. Last thing, uh, I I was maybe going to bring up Chucky Hepburn at some point. You know, Cohen. A lot of people they get frustrated with Greg Gard because they say players don't develop. What do we think about Chucky Hepburn? I I saw a clip on Twitter the other day of Ben Brust on his show talking about, well, Chucky Hepburn's only a sophomore. And, you know, I I just, I wanted a little more from him this week or this year. Well, this week, but this year too. Am I wrong in that? No, because I think, you know,
3: when we looked back on last season, kind of moving into this year, we were like, okay, we got Chucky. We got Tyler. Those are our guys. Yeah. Those are the ones that are going to be making things happen. And, I mean, to some point, Chucky's been a little bit of a disappointment. Um, the hero ball stuff at the end of the game just is so frustrating. And I I don't know if you can blame guard for that because you look at guard when Chucky's doing that and he's just as flabbergasted as the fans and the rest of the bench. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I think that still is on guard, but uh, I don't know. Chucky's got to figure it out and hope for next year. And that Ben Brust rant is just, he just clowned himself doing that. Sounded like a little whiny baby.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, delivery is is important. I did see that rant. And I didn't totally disagree. Like I, I, And when I say I don't think this team is as bad as we're making them out to be, I guess what I should have said is they're so close in a lot of these games. It's just dumb stuff and, and just sloppy things that's really costing them. And I think that's really, really kind of not tainting our perception of this team, but that's really bringing the season down where the season can be going a little differently if the Badgers were just a little bit better at, at some of these little things. Well, you have a prediction for Wisconsin-Iowa tonight, Cone? Yep. I'm going to say we got a whiteout at the
3: Kohl Center. Brian Butch, honorary captain. Oh, I'm going to say they take the win, but it's close. I'm going 63-59.
2: I like that. And a Fran McCaffrey technical and a Partridge in a pear tree. Hopefully. I would, I would love all that. Enjoy the game, Cone. I'll uh, watch for your tweets breaking down the game.
3: Yeah, you know, maybe it's one of those nights where I live tweet every possession. We'll see.
2: That a boy. Enjoy the game tonight, Cone. Thanks for the call. Yep. You too, Grant. But Cone Roller, follow him on Twitter. Appreciate his badger's takes. Yeah, I I don't Let me back up from something I said in the middle of the call. I don't think that came out correctly. When I said this team isn't as bad as we're making them out to be. They can't win back-to-back games. They can't make free throws. They can't make twos. There there are things that are, are, are very much structurally wrong with this team. Right? I guess my point is, I think the bones are good. I think the fundamentals and the things that typically make Wisconsin basketball good, I think this team still has a lot of that DNA. They can't hit free throws. They can't make their twos. They can't finish around the rim. And they can't really rely on anyone specific night to night to get them buckets. It's just these little things that need to be there aren't there. And they're coming up just short. They came up just short against Northwestern twice. Northwestern looks like a real team. They came up short against Kansas. They should have had that game. I, I, I just think there's an alternate universe in which a couple of things are a little different about the team. A little different. Same guys, but you know, finish a little bit around the rim. Make your free throws. This season would look a little different. Now, obviously, that's you know that's an, that's an if and a but. That's a hypothetical. But that's, that's how college basketball is. It's a little 1%, 2% here and there. And that really makes a, a giant difference. Josh and Menominee's here. 608 796 2558. What's up, Josh?
4: Hey, round two of the snowstorms hitting us right now, Grant. Yeah,
2: no, I know. I, I live within walking distance from work, and I'm not excited about my walk home at all. <laughs> I don't blame you. Maybe safer than a drive, though. Maybe safer to not get in the car. I can't complain.
4: Yeah, I got nowhere to go tonight, so I'm having a high life and watching the snow.
2: Oh. Waiting on college basketball to start. That's not a bad night, Josh. Yeah, right on, huh?
4: Yeah. Uh, I got a, I got a Badger take and a, like a T-shirt concept kind of funny idea that I had today. So I love it. All right. I hit you with both of them. Uh, Badgers, uh, what I was thinking about them is these long stretches where they can't score a bucket. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just really surprised that Gar doesn't have a a play in his pocket to get a, an easy bucket. It's not part of their, their swing offense. It's not part of something that they do. Sure. But it's it's a play like, hey, we're going to run this back screen and get this look and we're going to score. And then if that doesn't work, I got, you know, a second play or a third play. It's just when they go through these ten seven you know, five minute stretches of no
2: buckets. I mean, it's just a killer. Well, you know, it's frustrating, Josh. And I'm with you. Right. That's part of the swing offense. Like it's very the players are out there doing it themselves, looking for like there's not a lot of specific design shots. And I'm with you. I wish there was a little bit more something that a lot of guys like to do, a lot of scores like to do to get themselves going is to get to the free throw line, right? Let's get fouled. Let's get to the free throw line. Let's see the ball go through the hoop, you know, one or two times. The problem is some of these guys can't shoot free throws. So they can't. like Tyler right. wall putting himself at the free throw line to see the ball go through the hoop. That's, that's not an easy fix. That's not a remedy. Cause Tyler wall can't make his free throws.
4: Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I was just, um, yeah, I was listening to your, uh, I had to catch up on your Monday and Tuesday show, and I was sitting there. Um, I used to coach volleyball over in the cities at a, a pretty big club, and yes. uh, my offense, we like to go fast. Uh, we were creative and complex, but sometimes we go through just some bad stretches where we couldn't pass the ball, we couldn't hit the ball and then I would call a timeout and be like, Hey, let's slow it down, pass it high, you know, set a good ball, let's just put a couple in, get on a roll again and then get back to what we do yeah. and it just it feels like we should be able to do that, you know, with our Badger team. And it's just, I've seen these cold stretches and it's like, come on. I mean, we just got to get a couple buckets, get rolling again and everything.
2: They know. they seemingly do it every once in a while for a season. And I'm not some brilliant basketball mm-hmm. mind. I'm, I'm not a coach. I've seen him run Spain pick and rolls for a season. I've seen them work to get a season. looks with Chucky, it's a little different. I, I think that's where I get frustrated because first to take such hard shots, right? And I know he can hit them. I don't want him to always have to hit really hard shots. I, I want them to run some designed looks for him to get him to his spots to get him to, to a good look because he's short. Right, he's often going up against bigger right. defenders where he goes into the paint. He, he's unmatched. So some of the things they do for Sejan, I would like to see them do for Hepburn. I think that's where the offense right. lacks a little bit. I, I completely agree. Right, with that. and I
4: think they could almost watch uh, Golden State a little bit and watch what Ooh. they you know what they do with Curry. I mean, they run him off a of screen after screen, and I mean yeah. he he's one of the best off ball players probably of all time. You know, but maybe get some ideas of like get them off, you know off the ball, run them through some
2: stuff, and create some space. Another rant. Can get I some... can I add just to the Golden State thing, and then I want to hear about your T-shirt idea? It frustrates yeah, yeah, me yeah, yeah, that yeah. it frustrates me that other point guards that play basketball watch Steph Curry and what he does off ball, and they're like, nah, because there's so many there's so <laughs> many point guards that just when they don't have the ball, they'll stand to the side, they'll stand in the corner. Uh Trey Young. Russell Westbrook, oh, that's a little different, like different. He's at a different point in his career. But there's so many point guards, I think, that should watch Curry and think, all right, when I don't have the ball, I want to have that type of impact on the game. I want to be flying around. And so many point guards just don't do it. It's frustrating. I get Steph Curry's one of one. But the idea of how he operates as a point guard, even without the ball in his hand, it's it's so smart. And I just feel like not a lot of guys want to do it. It's frustrating. I'm with you. Right.
4: Yeah, it's work, man. It's a lot of work to do that yeah, stuff. It is, but he does it. Okay, so I think you're gonna like this idea. So I had this thought. So we keep throwing around these topics: uh, fire Joe Barry, uh, fire Gar. <laughs> And is Rogers coming back or not? Let's uh, let's do a T-shirt with uh, a couple of Venn diagrams where you can put yourself in what circle <laughs> you want to be in, and it's like a, you almost take a sharpie or something. You know, you got a circle on each, and you can put yourself somewhere on that spectrum.
2: <laughs> I really hope the Rogers debate doesn't last that much longer. I'm filling in for Bill Michaels on Friday with. Mr. Ben Kenny, and it would be great if we got some Rogers news on Friday. That would be... Right. I, you can only dance in circles for so long. I, I'm totally with you. <laughs> I love the Greg guard people because it's funny. They come out after losses. You don't hear from them after wins. Uh, the, the fire right. guard bit, I think, is hilarious. The Rogers one needs uh-huh. to die. That needs that needs to go. Away. I'm about ready to be done with that one, Josh.
4: So on my t-shirt, I'd take a Sharpie and put myself right in the middle. <laughs> right.
2: It's fair. You're yes, a reasonable, uh, get... reasonable man. <laughs>
4: But anyway, uh, thanks, Grant. Yeah. Have a great show, man.
2: Thanks. I appreciate your call, Josh. I like talking basketball. I- I'm with you on the Steph Curry Golden State stuff. Do point guards just not like to run around? They don't like to get tired? I-, I get it. Actually, I don't get it. I was a cross-country runner. You know, being in great shape and just being able to outrun everybody, it's just a blast. It's a ball. It's very rewarding. Yeah, I wish they would work for, for looks and for shots with Chucky Hepburn. And you know what? Tonight, i oh- Dedicate my viewing experience to Wisconsin, Iowa tonight to watching what Chucky e. Hepburn does, even when he doesn't have the ball. Right? Are they trying to get him in good spots in good positions to get shots? Or is he having to do it all himself? Because I think they they they'll they'll scheme up stuff for a season. I don't see them scheming up stuff for Hepburn a lot, but I'll watch. I will especially look for that tonight. And maybe I'm wrong. And if I am, we can talk about it tomorrow. Five minute break. We're back after this on the Wisco Sports Show.
1: This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Hope you're having an awesome day. Drive slow, slow down. Very nasty outside. I didn't even drive to work this morning. I walked. I can tell you it's it's terrible. So slow down. Matt No Claire texts in. Matt, I'm sorry I missed this when we were talking Bucks. Uh although we're just kind of talking basketball for the first hour of the show. I want to get back to the Badgers. They play Iowa tonight. But I want to address this text first, because I really like this. Matt says, taking my oldest to our first Bucks game on Sunday. Hoping Giannis will play, but at least we get to see Lopez, Middleton, Holiday, and company. Maybe Jay Crowder. Oh, and CP3, Devin Booker, and maybe Kevin Durant. Not bad for a first NBA game. Fingers crossed for Giannis to play. I saw today that Kevin Durant could make his son's debut on Sunday, as early as the game against the Bucs. He better, right? Like, dude, play. I I thought before the All-Star break. I thought last Thursday against the Clippers they were on TNT, and I was bummed out that Kevin Durant was sitting on the bench. I was like, man, it's the last game on primetime before the All-Star break. Clippers, it's Suns. There's a lot of excitement right now with both of these two teams. They've been trying to get it together. They've both been contenders. They haven't broken through. Get out there and put on a show. It's TNT. Come on, give it to us. And he didn't, and he was sitting. I think you'll see most of all of those players. I don't know with Giannis's wrist. I-, I can't see him missing weeks. I can see him missing a game or two tops with this wrist, honestly, especially for a game like that on Sunday. I will say no matter who plays, I think it's awesome that you're taking... Uh, your son or your daughter all the way to Milwaukee. Because I grew up very close to Eau Claire. We would go to Brewers games a lot when I was a kid. But we didn't often, for obvious reasons, go into Milwaukee. There's a lot of traffic. Everything's more expensive. So we would, like, stay in Brookfield and take your children to Milwaukee. Go around downtown and see Pfizer Forum and see Marquette and see all of the things that are in Milwaukee. Because there's not really a place like Milwaukee in the rest of the state. Right. And I remember the first time I was in downtown Milwaukee, I was probably a teenager I'm trying to think. Either that or when I was downtown, it was so long that I wasn't really able to grasp it and experience it. I think taking young kids to Milwaukee, kids who grew up in, you know, lacrosse or Eau Claire or even in Madison. Madison is big and it's happening and it's cool, but it's not Milwaukee. It's not the same. It's a different feel and it's a, it's a great feel, but it's different. So at the very least, Matt, you and your children are going to have an awesome time downtown Milwaukee. Hopefully it's nice outside. You take some pictures in front of Pfizer, maybe get a snack at one of the bars. It's just, it's a cool place to go. And I think even if Giannis doesn't play, you're going to see a lot of star power. And that's a really cool first game to go to. Vagabond John, 608-796-2558. What's going on, John?
5: I know I'm probably not offending anybody on these airways by saying this, because if you didn't believe this, you'd probably be listening to him right now. But I agree with the last caller, Ben Bruss outed himself as a clown. You think so? This week, I well, mean, well, what specifically? Because yeah, I your direct competition.
2: I, I saw right? a little so clip on Twitter, and I that's all guy. I really know.
5: I mean, just to I, he he's just so he's so far in Greg Gard's corner, right? Sure. And his big thing that he's all frustrated about because people were calling him out because he was all over Paul Chris basically saying, oh, we see that this program is on a downwards trend, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And I, I'm kind of conceding that maybe it was never that useful to compare the two. And I think that it's actually less useful from the Paul Chris side because basketball is so much different.
2: Great
6: right. Take.
5: You don't get Lehigh beating Duke. Mm-hmm in the playoffs in yep. football. Yep. And there's a reason there's four teams. There's a reason it never will be 68 teams. Yeah. There's so much different. In football, if you have superior talent, your odds of winning are incredibly increased, right? Yeah, well, what can Ben Kenny call that?
2: The blue it, chip? There's a name for that. The blue chip ratio or something It's very scientific.
5: Right. You can break it down. You can get into recruiting rankings. In basketball, a superior system can beat superior Uh, Talent, We see it all the time. Otherwise, Kentucky and Michigan State would have a a lot more championships, right? Uh, Baylor would not have a recent national title because, uh, you know, Kentucky has all these one-and-dones every single year. So that's where I actually think it was not useful to compare Paul Chris and Greg Gard, but not because, oh, Greg Gard's so much better because he tied for third place in the Big Ten. Right? It's not that reason. It's because there's no Ohio State football on the basketball side, because the teams are so much more equal. Any team in co- everyone says, "Well, I mean, this is a really tough league." Look at every conference, right? You have Wake Forest beating Duke this year. Every conference is pretty tight, top to bottom, because everybody in college basketball, if you're a Power Five team, is pretty close in talent. Because your school of forty thousand students only needs seven good basketball players to compete on the grand st- stage. In
2: football, you need about 60 of them. So well, that's and, and I think that there's a million reasons why comparing football and basketball is dumb. And Zach Heilprin going to join us either tomorrow or Friday, so I'll make sure to ask him about this. But financially, they're different sports, right? The motivations behind investing in football versus basketball is different. It's just – they're different worlds, right? So comparing what happened with Paul Chris to Luke Fickle and, and, and Greg Gard, I just don't think it's worthwhile – I don't know exactly what Ben Brust said, but he was very much defending Greg Gard. I agreed with some of the things that I, I saw on that Twitter clip. But also, he played basketball. Like, his perspective is going to be very different than mine. I, I don't know if that makes him more right. He can speak more specifically to things probably in a program. But I also think, and I, I talked about this with Tyler Dunn yesterday, there's also advantages to seeing something from a 10,000-foot view and noticing something that people close to the situation might not notice.
6: Yeah, and, and
5: trusting the person closest to the source to analyze whether or not they're doing their job well is probably not how you want to do things, right? I, I wouldn't go to someone's best friend to say, you know, should we look at firing this person? I'm probably not going to go to their best friend. Now, I'm not saying Ben Brust is the best friend, right? But on that spectrum, he's, he's closer. I don't think Ben Brust is any more qualified to talk about college basketball in 2023 than you are, Grant. Um, he's been out of it for a long time. Former players don't always make great fo- commentators, right? Uh, yeah. Same goes for general managers, right? Wayne Gretzky's a terrible general manager. LA. Michael Jordan, terrible. Yeah. They're great players. They know the game. You would think on paper that they'd be a lot more qualified than some guys. But at the end of the day, they're looking at it through a player's lens. We're looking at it from a fan's lens. And my opinion of Wisconsin Ball is that we should be moved in postseason success. We are not Iowa. Yeah, Iowa has not been to a Sweet 16 since the 90s. Iowa seems, for the most part, fairly content with their coach. We are in different stratospheres as programs, and it is offensive to compare us to Iowa. That's where I stand as a Wisconsin basketball fan. And I don't know if everybody has that view. I think tying for third place in one year really, uh, Hmm. you know, we're, we're kind of putting ourselves as the P.J. Fleck of college basketball, bringing it full circle all the way back to a football comparison.
2: Yeah, we're, we're putting too much stock in it. Well, that's a football comparison that's okay. Anytime we can rip on P.J. Fleck, that that, that bridges sports, that bridges cultures, languages. That That's always useful. A P.J. Fleck slide is always useful. So I, I got another minute or two before I got to take a break, Vagabond John. What should we watch for tonight? When we watch Wisconsin-Iowa, it's on Big Ten Network tonight. It's at 8, which I kind of like. It gives us all time to get home and settled in. Right, maybe uh, maybe get a blanket, maybe make some popcorn. What are, what are we watching? What are we focusing on? What are we looking for tonight?
5: I every game that I approach with this with this specific team in this specific moment, can we get a game where all six or seven contributing players peak at the same time? To your point yeah. earlier about twenty minutes ago, that's the most frustrating thing about this team for me is. I think this is an elite eight team when they peak. And we have evidence of it, right? They played an excellent game against Kansas. They've beaten some really good teams. Yeah. We can hang our hat and say we beat Marquette, who is also a really good team. We've seen, in, and even in those games, there are players that did not play well. If this team and this coach all got on the same page for one night, I think the potential is there to, to win you know, some top-tier games or to beat Iowa by 30 which I would love nothing more given that my future mother-in-law is a Hawkeye grad. So um, that's, that's, that's where I'm looking at. But if I didn't narrow it down to one thing, can Connor a get back on track? Yeah, Does he have a shooter's mentality? Can he move yeah. on from one bad game? As he said, he did love the effort. Oh yeah. I'm going to go put up a couple hundred shots after the game. Cause that was unacceptable. Love seeing that. Wish I heard anything like that about Stephen Crowell ever. But, love to hear it about uh, Connor's season, and uh, we'll see if he can put that game behind him and move forward.
2: Yeah, let's see if he is truly him, because if he is him, he's going to come out firing tonight and hopefully have a great game at the Cole Center. I do have to take a break, Vagabond John. Enjoy the game tonight. I'm sure we'll talk tomorrow or Friday about it. Yes, sir. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, brother. Vagabond John, one of our fine listeners of The Zone in Madison, 608-796-2558. Three minutes, and we're back on the Wisco Sports Show.
1: This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: Wisco Sports Show got about two minutes here before we got a pause. Get a sports update from Zach Heilper and Kind of reset the show at 5 o'clock. Got a couple of texts and tweets building on what Vagabond John said. Piggybacking, if you will, off of what Vagabond John said about what we're watching for Wisconsin-Iowa tonight at 8 o'clock. Big Ten Network. It's appointment viewing. Come on now. So I have a couple of texts to add to what Vagabond John said to build on what Cone Roller said, to build on what Josh Menominee said earlier. So we're going to do that next. Uh, I read Matt Noclair's text. He's taking his oldest to his first Bucks game on Sunday. How fun is that going to be? And I said, that's super cool. Because when I was little, I didn't go to Milwaukee a lot. Milwaukee is very different, I think, from most places, from all places in the state. And I think it's a great place to take younger kids because they see things that you don't see in the rest of the state, including a basketball game, obviously. And I said, when we would go see Brewer games, we'd stay in Brookfield, right? It's cheaper, it's traffic, I, I get it. Duck and Holman says, we always stayed at the Marriott in Brookfield free or cheap bus to brewer games and happy hour. We always stayed at the Sheraton in Brookfield. And uh, I just remember at the pool one time, some kid I'm assuming did their business on the pool deck. I'm hoping it was a kid and not at an all. So that's my lasting image, lasting memory of the Sheraton in Brookfield. So that's talking hotels. Two minute break. We'll get an update from our guys at Kyleprin. And I want to continue to build on our Badgers basketball conversation uh, at five o'clock. We'll get into the Packers before too long as well. Hour two coming up next.
0: So so what's it feel like to finally to finally win this thing? Winner winner Tikandina. No. That was worth the wait. Alright,
1: so uh, Giannis, Jonas, congratulations. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills.
2: I really am dying for some Aaron Rodgers news. We've been going two weeks now, three weeks, two weeks. It's just darkness retreat jokes and... When's he coming out? When's he, when's he coming out of the darkness retreat again? Is it today? I thought it was today. It might be tomorrow. I, I don't remember. How long was it again? I just, I'm done with it. I'm done. We need a, we need a new bit. We need something new with Rogers. I'm hoping we get some news later this week. I was saying earlier that me and Ben Kenny are going to be doing the Bill Michael show on Friday. I would love for some news to break when we're doing that. That would be outstanding. That is my hope. Because I can't do the darkness retreat jokes much longer. I, I, I can't. They're just quite lame and overplayed and overdone. They were overdone two hours after he brought it up on the McAfee show. People still want to bring up darkness retreat. I, I think he's. I think today is his last day. Oh, dude, you, you got a calendar? You keep. You keeping a calendar of when is when he goes in, when he comes out? Okay. Thank you. If you could share that calendar with me, I'd, I'd like to have it. We're going to talk Packers about a half hour. I want to keep it going on Badgers basketball. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Talked with Matt. And Josh Menominee. Sorry. Alliteration. Talked with Josh and Menominee about setting some of these guys up when the offense goes cold and they go cold a lot. Right? That Michigan game, they didn't get a field goal for the final 11 minutes. Rutgers, the offense shut off for like six minutes. You're saying Greg Gard needs to set these guys up. Let's get a couple of plays in the back pocket where, when things get stuck and things slow down, you have a couple of spots that we can get to, opportunistic spots, good looks for these guys. So I get it. Vagabond John saying, "I want to see what Connor Segean has in him." Let's see what this guy's got. Is he truly him? Then he probably will come out firing, and it won't bother him a bit that he couldn't hit any shots on Saturday when the when the cold center, you know, starts tonight and the game begins tonight against Iowa. So. Vagabond John's watching a season. Josh and Menominee and myself, I'm watching Hepburn. I just, I, I want more from this guy. And the last month or two really left me wanting more. So I'm looking for more tonight. So we're talking Badgers basketball. Dave from Minona's is here. 608-796-2558. What's up, Dave? A blanket and popcorn watching a men's basketball game.
0: Well, it's cold outside. You, 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 bring, you bring a blanket well you're watching a game inside. You don't have a, you bring you don't a, blanket. Have a blanket
2: on your couch you don't have a blanket on your couch for when you're you know, you sit down, you watch now a game. Now when you're you watch inside a watching a not when you're watching
0: a sporting event, maybe when you're watching the, the Titanic or something like that. Like, oh so a movie.
2: A it's okay. I'm not gonna cry into the blanket. I just don't want my feet to be cold. That's no crime. Oh, oh my get a dog. Jesus. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> <Okay>. all right.
0: <laughs> couple couple I'm of saying. things. That last clip, my great guard just told me this team quit and they're finished.
2: What, what, if anybody what did you say to... specifically for those who maybe weren't listening directly to Zach's update?
0: He said as he... He was, no, as he was walking out of the arena, he looked over and seen Connor walking out to the court with a manager and three balls. Mm-hmm. Emphasize he only seen one player. Where Whoa. the hell was Tyler Wall, of the rest, the rest of this team they all went to the, Chucky, uh, Price spent it right at the bar. He's first, first in line at the KK Club. <laughs> if this team really cared about their shooting, they would have all been out there after the game, but Connor was the only one who cared enough and wanted to put the effort in. That tells me it, it, it's over. The team is quick. And it doesn't matter what you set anybody up, because Tyler and Crowell, the teams have figured out how to, how to beat Wisconsin. Yeah. You double those two and it's over. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make a rocket scientist vagabond. You double those two, and it's unfortunate because you got two slow white guys who can't move, can't jump, and can't rebound. And I don't know what happened to Tyler Wall. I mean, he dominated the Bahamas. He was actually, he was actually a man-possessed, and he turned into a powder-puff little Cinderella. I'm not sure what happened to him, but no. He
2: shot 33s on Saturday. Yeah. 36. Well, when they're doubling it's, the bigs and, and they're and they're not making their shots at the rim, shouldn't they try something exactly. else? I don't mind that. And
0: also and also when you're going to the rim, dunk the damn ball. Yeah. They do these layups. Tyler Wall got blocked at the rim. Guys, you're six ten. I know you're slow and you're white guys. Jump and dunk. I, I I'll just never I'll just thongs me. You're that tall, you're at the rim, and you can't dunk. That's the easiest way to get out of a slump. It's just it's frustrating because you got you got players that aren't bought in. But that clip, people, if you get a chance, that tells you all you need to know. And Connor's the only one that cares. Chuckie should have been out there with him, but nobody else cared enough. They all you know they all went their separate ways. And yeah. I mean, it's the season. The season done. All, I mean, for those, those people want to fire guard, you're you're, you're idiots. He had one he had one bad year. Now if he does it again next year,
2: yeah, bye bye. He he but, is no. he is a very good recruiter. Like we've had some callers that have knocked his recruiting, and I like I don't read recruiting message boards. He gets talented players yeah. to Wisconsin. He does yeah. he does a good job of that. That's that's not a quarrel well, the, that I the have. The problem is, him. yes, he gets them into school. And if I got to see one more four star
0: white guy out of Minnesota, <laughs> no, no more no more no more players from Minnesota. Minnesota should, should be banned from his recruiting. It doesn't. If they're slow. Yeah, they're slow on, on, on athletic. Yeah, he brings them in here, Grant. But Scott, but, God, but he, he doesn't. They don't improve, and, and that's coaching. You know, Oliver's got to go. Shambles has got to go. Maybe Joe can stick around. Granado. You're at him, too. Yeah, there, oh, it's Granado. Yeah, I can't wait. They make, they make the ring smaller. You know, that's, that's, that's something else. But, no, I mean, I'm frustrated. I'm a tired basketball, and I'll be listening to him. But nothing's going to change because you have no outside shooters. You have one
2: shooter yeah anyway well, so chucky, i
0: was gonna zone tonight Chuck, i was gonna zone
2: okay go ahead well no i was just gonna say on chucky hepburn on this development thing and then I, and then i want you to keep going chucky hepburn reminds me a little bit of what happened with brad davison and what happened with like previous classes where they'd come in as freshmen and you'd be like wow this guy is so mature, yep. a, a, a player beyond his years. Can't wait to see what he turns into. And then they just kind of stay the same. It's like, well, yeah, you're a nice player. You were a nice player when you were yep. a freshman. We thought this was going to go somewhere else. And it just it but didn't Davis, Davis to Davidson... his defense. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but Davis said to his defense, he could, he could go off for 25 every night. Plus, on the road, wow. that guy was tough. Chucky... In this, this thing about players watching him at the end of the, end of the uh, shot clock play mm-hmm. one more thing uh, if I got to listen to one more time Matt LePay say shot clock down to five seconds
6: yeah.
0: how many times I heard that on Saturday and I said to my buddy they're going to miss the shot because now they're all, now they're all scrambling they, they they run the clock down to five and the ball is not in the right proper hand and then they're scrambling controlling their wild and it's just Chucky. I mean, by the way, this Greg, Greg yeah. Guard. It's your fault that Chucky's doing this at the end. Don't look stupid. Don't have a funny look in your face. Call time out and get his ass off the off the floor. Wow. He's killing you at the end of him. He's he's killing them at the end of the game. But yeah, you watch today, people. Mentally take a mental note as you're sitting under your blanket eating your popcorn. What a what a sissy! How many times do you see that shot clock go down under five, and Wisconsin shoots and misses? Keep a mental note of that tonight, people. But anyway, you stay. Anyway, hey, by the way, one last question. Yeah. How in the hell did you pull? Off, how did you pull off going to uh, Arizona? Good job on that, man. That's, that's a nice gig.
2: Well, despite what you believe, you have this image of me in your head, and I, I'm entertained by it. I, I'm, I'm a hard worker. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not like the rest of my generation, Dave. I, you know, I put in the time. I. I meet with the right people. I, I do my research. I prepare for the show. I, Nelson that? That? I,
0: I gave Nelson some crap saying, Nelson, I go, look at, that, look at that guy up in lacrosse who wears a dress. He's going to Arizona during the World Baseball uh, uh, Classic for a week, and Nelson, where are you? You're coming from Stoughton every day with, with Evo. I go, how the hell he pull it off? And, then are you, and there's Grant flying. Hey,
2: speaking speaking Boom. of uh uh one thing I got to bring up to you before you go, you you heard uh, your guy Ben <laughs> Brust was mentioned, right? Were you just not going to comment on that? No, I, 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 was, I was trying to I was trying to figure it out. I got Ben's cell number, so
0: I, he hears from me all the time. He just that's why he, that's why his nickname is breast milk. I I I nailed him that three years ago. It was silver Spoon and then breast milk. So, but no, I didn't hear that. I wish I wish I would have read that because. I would have been all over him. Well, no, Ben is The reason why he was kicked out of uh, the Big Ten basketball, why he was fired from Bucks basketball, he's been, 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 The guy sleeps naked with dogs, people. That's all you need to know. It doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, he sleeps naked. Yeah, he's. Oh, I know. I mean, he's strange, and he uh, and he's dumber than a. I mean, he's a thirty two year old man. He's just dumb. <laughs> I mean, a, I, mean I, yeah, I, I just can't make it any more clear for people about Ben. He's just, just... There's a show he has, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader? There's a reason why Ben never wins that on his radio station. I'm uh,
2: I'm going to wrap this up. Th- thank you, Dave, for the call. Uh, I appreciate you. I just figured you'd want to... Your guy Ben Breast was... Ben Brest. Damn it. Ben Brust. We were talking about not Ben Pruss directly. We were talking about a take that he had on his show, and I saw it on Twitter. And he was vehemently defending Greg Gard, like really passionate, right? Just getting in, just raising his voice, just getting after it. And Vagabond John brought it up. Cone Roller brought it up. This was this was a thing in the Badgers' year, and I saw a lot of our listeners tweeting about it and interacting with it. it was a very an impassioned plea to Badgers fans. You know, Greg Gard has done this, and he's really good at this and that and the other thing. And people were talking. I do not endorse uh, nor deny anything that Dave just said. I don't know, Ben. And I've never listened to his show, although I did hear a clip of his show, which is how this came up. Uh, And I don't know if he is our direct competition. They might be on at the same time. I don't know. How would I know? I'm doing this every day at this time. I don't know what else goes on at this time. It could be pitch black outside. We could be getting a, a lunar eclipse right now, solar eclipse. I wouldn't know. There are no windows in here. I'm locked in. I'm dialed in. I'm grinding, Dave. That's why I'm going to spring training. That and our... Wonderful partners at Flipside Pub and Grill and uh, <laughs> our sponsors. And La Beer House as well, of course. We have to bunch that. I'm not doing it alone. 608-796-2558 if you want to join the show is Dave just did. You can call or you can text. I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. So we're all looking for different things tonight. I want to watch Chucky e. Hepburn because in my mind, I believe that the Badgers don't do much to help him get good looks. And that's a big reason why Chucky e. Hepburn is always jacking these shots late in the the shot clock. As the shot clock's winding down, he's got a guy in his face. He's way behind the three-point line. I believe that part of the reason, at least, a lot of the reason that Chucky e. Hepburn has to do that is because he doesn't really have a better option. There's no way for him to get better looks. And tonight, I'm, I'm really going to look. Are they running things for Chucky? Are they trying to get him to his spots? Because I could be wrong. Maybe that's just what I have in my head. I'm wrong about a lot of things. We start to believe things about our teams and then we see that when we watch. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch critically tonight and see kind of the role that Chucky Hepburn's playing in the offense and the kind of shots that he's getting or not getting. Vagabond John's watching Connor Sejan. Is he gonna come out firing? Is he gonna come out unfazed after a really rough shooting performance against Rutgers? Dave says that Connor Sejan is the only one on this team that cares because he's the only one that went out onto the court after Saturday's game and got some shots up. Now I think it's very funny that Dave noticed that, and I'm very glad that Dave called in and provided us with that take. Uh, I feel like everybody reacts to a tough game differently. Some might want to go get shots up. Others maybe you know go hit the ice bath. I don't know, Dave. Go have a snack. I doubt he was at the KK Club. And by the way, isn't it – I didn't go to Madison. Someone tell me, isn't it the KK or the college club? I don't think it's the KK Club. That would be the college club club. That doesn't really make sense. However, I find it really funny that you say it, Dave. So, please don't stop. Brett and lacrosse is here. 608-796-2558. What's going on, Brett? Grant! Brett! What's going on, bud? Uh, I mean, I'm excited for Badgers Hoops tonight. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like we're walking ourselves in circles with this team a little bit. So, I'm I'm yeah. just trying to ask people, like, what's new? What can we do? What can we watch for tonight? And then, you know, we're waiting sure. on your guy, Aaron Rodgers, in Green Bay. Yeah. Well, he's, he's recovering right now. He he just got out yesterday. Do we know uh, that? To he'll be
3: fine. From, well, why he's he's going to make his announcement tomorrow. You think it'll come tomorrow? Nah, it'll be next. It'll, it'll probably be next week, um, probably Monday, and then it'll be talked about all day on the Pat McAfee show on Tuesday.
2: Do you think he'll give the announcement on the Pat McAfee show? Or do you think he'll give the scoop to someone? Because – he says no, Rappaport and Schefter aren't in his circle, so does he give it to James Jones? Right. Coon yeah. Cooner? Does he
3: give it to Coon? I, I, I mean, why wouldn't you give it either Coon or you're going to give it to Pat McAfee? I but like I man. mean, honestly, yeah, Schefter, Shifty Schefter, and Ian Rappaport don't know crap. So I've been saying that for years. Those yeah, guys are a bunch I, of idiots. I, I don't know. It's I, like listening to Dave from Monona.
2: I don't know. I feel like you kind of lucked into it with that take. I feel like you for years have said, oh, Schefter's an idiot. And then finally Schefter isn't perfectly right on something. And you're like, see, I was right all along. And I just, I don't know. He wasn't right about him leaving two years ago. I feel like he was kind of right. Rogers came back to training camp really late after being off the the radar all summer long. And then he started his training camp experience by... You know, ranting for six, seven minutes about how how angry he is with the Packers? He hates the Packers. Like I don't. That wasn't made up.
3: While well, I also had been giving you insight all through that summer and off season that he was definitely coming back.
2: Yeah, I, again, I, I feel like that might have that might have just been a situation where things worked out for you. I don't know that you were no. correct. I feel like you shot your shot, and then things fell into place, and then you took Listen, a victory lap.
3: I used my accumulation of information, and it happened <laughs> to be correct. It,
2: it, which is opposite of Shafter. So here's the other thing. I've been trying to call you for three days, Brett. I, I I watched the phone for the full two hours. That's not true. I would see I would see your name pop up. I haven't seen it pop up once. No, I end up calling you at bad times. So it's like you
3: have a guest that's waiting already on okay. hold, and it's okay. basically the the message I get is that the the line is busy. Okay, um, I understand. But anyway, so I just wanted to call because I was super excited. When I heard you say that you are taking the show to Phoenix.
2: Yes, we are. The, the, the and you've been talking sun. about wanting to
3: go down to spring training for two years now. Because you at one point were saying, oh, I wonder if uh, my mom and dad would just send me down. Or my parents would oh, yeah. just send me down there or whatever. <laughs> that ticket. was a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. And here it is. You're going to get to take the show down, So I'm super excited for you. Well, it's going to be fun because we're going to be a real show for a week. We're going to be real journalists. We're going to get good sources. We already are. We're going to. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't know. About, you're not. About you're about not like. You know, Ebo. Did Ebo have a scoop? What did Ebo do? No, no, oh, no. Just oh, oh. I love Ebo. Those I do. Guys I do fun. as well. I. I look. I'm not, I'm not a journalist here. I don't have sources. Uh, I have. You know, maybe have some friends here and there every once in a while. You know, I'll ask Zach. Hey, what's going on with this Badgers thing? Maybe he answers, maybe he doesn't. Has a source? Maybe he's not. I don't know. Maybe I do have sources. But this is going to be nice. We will be legit journalists for an entire week. We're going to go put a microphone in the face of a player and say, Hey, why'd you hit like crap last year, buddy? Well, what's with these real splits?
3: I would put a microphone in front of front office guys, you see, and ask them what the heck their problem is.
2: Yeah, why, the Brewers, why
3: can you tell us that you're spending money and you're willing to spend money, but then you're not willing to spend money?
2: The Brewers got a W today, by the way. We need to give Brewers credit because they announced, uh, and let me pull up the little announcement here. They're bringing back Autograph Sundays, uh, a $59 family ticket package with cheaper food and cheaper items. They got a new sound system. So they they dropped a fluff piece today. Adam McAlvey tweeted out, and I will give the Brewers credit, some good news from American Family Field today. And they're bringing the fireworks yeah. back, Brett. I, I did see that, and I am excited. You know, if, if if
3: that means COVID times are over, that means that someone needs to tell Yelich, too. So it's time for him to get back to, to pre-COVID form. Uh, yeah, what should, I, what
2: should I ask Yelich? If I, if I have a chance to ask Yelich, what should I ask him? Mm,
1: have
2: you ever tried hitting righty? We, you got a you, good knee on that side. Can you, that's a good point. Can you pitch? The Brewers, they've moved high-level prospects to pitching. They did it with Lucas Ursig. Why not with Yelich? I mean, if if you're not going to be our big bat, can you at least be a lockdown outfielder
3: and not let balls
2: drop two feet in front of you? Yeah, strengthen that throwing arm a little bit. Well... We're going to do some hardcore journalism, Brett. And I tell you what, as there I let you go, go here, you please uh, call this show and let us know if your source in Green Bay gets a hold of any Packers information that we need. I
3: will. I'll let you know in the next five days.
2: Right. I appreciate that. Thank you, Brett. See you. Have a great night. That's Brett LaCrosse. Appreciate him bringing the energy. We needed that. Let's talk Packers here in a couple minutes. If you have any Badgers takes, do you want to get out there, anything you want to talk about? Uh, we can do that next as well. But I do have some Packers things that I want to say before six o'clock. We have plenty of time to get there, though. Let's take a three minute break. We'll continue the Wisco Sports Show next.
1: This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. <laughs>
2: Show, my name is Grant Bills. Been talking a lot of Badgers basketball, little Bucks as well. If you missed that, it was a fun Bucks conversation, fun Giannis conversation at the very beginning of the show, way back at four o'clock. It was like it was years ago, so you can find that in the podcast. Because I'm I'm going through Bucks withdrawals a little bit. I'm going through NBA withdrawals because when I go home at night, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm watching cable. I'm watching King of Queens reruns on TV land. And I love Kevin James, Jerry Stiller. Don't get me wrong, but it's not exactly a super fulfilling way to spend my evenings after my show. I'm on Twitter, at Wisco Grant, if you want to tweet me during the show or anytime. And you can text and call the show, 608-796-2558. Q, I saw you calling during the break, and then you stopped calling. Hey, guys, when I'm on break, like, I got to run to the bathroom. I got to go get water. I got to... Like, I can't just sit here and talk to you on the phone during the break. But, Q, if you call back, I'd love to take your call. I'd love to talk Bucks or Badgers or Packers or whatever it is you want to discuss. This text says Chucky needs to get to the foul line if he insists on keeping the dribble. Yeah, because Chucky can actually make free throws. <laughs> There's very few of those guys on this team. So I'd like to see him get to the foul line a little bit more. And again, if the shot's not going in, I don't think shooting more 28 contested or 28-foot contested three-point shots is the answer. Right? Like, I, I get I get that shooters shoot and shooters shoot to get hot. You, you, you shoot to get hot, to stay hot, or whatever the expressions are. Obviously, then I'm, I'm not a true hooper. Uh, but I, I don't think the way for Chucky e. Hepburn to get hot or to shoot his way out of a funk is to shoot 29-foot three-point jumpers until one goes in. Uh, that comes from Jamie at Ken's Barbershop. What's going on, Jamie? Get to the free-throw line! see the ball go through the hoop a couple of times, make a couple of freebies, and then you can turn that into making a couple of threes, making a couple elbow jumpers, you know, whatever in transition. I I just think that this Badgers team needs a better fallback when the offense isn't working. they, They look surprised. They look shocked anytime the offense shuts off. And the offense shuts off every game. It's like, well, what do we do? The offense isn't working. It's like a... I'm trying to think of a good analogy. It's like a... It's like you have a car that every other day it doesn't start when you want to go to work. Like The battery's bad. The alternator's bad. Every other day, the car doesn't start. Every other day. And you don't have a plan for it. You don't have an engine heater. You don't put the battery on a charger. You don't go out to start your car a little early to make sure it's starting. No, no, no. You you start work at 8. You walk out to your car at 7.50, and then you're surprised and angry when the car doesn't start. The car doesn't start every day. There's an issue with the car. And you can't get the car fixed. Because you can't get transfer portal kids in the middle of the season. You can't get new recruits in the middle of the season. So you got to deal with this car and deal with this battery. And it's just like when the car doesn't start, when the offense shuts off for 10 minutes, the bench is like, oh my God, what do we do? I don't know, but come up with something because this happens every game. With the final 10 minutes and 45 seconds without scoring to close that Michigan game, somehow they were still able to win. I blame Hunter Dickinson and his antics for making that a little bit easier, and Jawan Howard, of course. And then Rutgers, they go almost seven minutes in the second half without scoring. They they go from being up two points to down five points, and this team's just not good enough to overcome bad stretches like that. They need a better strategy. They need a better parachute to pull when that happens to the offense. And all too often, it's like, well, Chucky e. Hepburn needs to get going. Okay, well, then get him going. Be intentional about getting him going. Don't just let him shoot 28-foot three-point shots and hope that one eventually goes in. That's not sustainable. That's not replicable. In this house, we comp- we care about sustainability. Let's put it that way. We compare about being able to replicate success, possession after possession after possession, which is also why the Packers drive me nuts. We talked about that during the season. Uh, here's a text. Snappy Tom says, Gee, I'm so upset with the state of Wisconsin using my hard-earned tax dollars to profit a tight-ass owner. Is he going to give back the $300 million when he gets a huge profit from the sale? What, is they're just angry about the Brewers now? Where did this come from? The Brewers are such a net positive for this state. Our tax money is being lit on fire all the time. All of the time. By different entities, by different government arms, by different programs. The Money's going out the window. It's getting lit on fire. I weirdly think that Investment into a ballpark and into a professional sports team is actually one of the more direct forms of, of return on your investment that you're gonna get from your government. At least not at least it's not being sent to another country. Where did this come from, Tom? We're talking about the Badgers. The Brewers the Brewers had a W today. It's not a common W, it's a very uncommon W. But Adam McKelvey tweeted it out. Uh, they're bringing back autograph Sundays, $59 family tickets. Uh, that come with a little bit cheaper food and drink. We love that. And the fireworks are coming back. Fireworks. Now they just need to bring back the Long Islands, at the restaurant in left field that everyone misses so much. We'll be golden. We'll be good. Mike from Chippewa Falls, last text, and then we'll take a break. Says, do you think there was a nightlight in the darkness cabin bathroom? There's no light. There's no, that's the point. If it's just kind of dark, then you might as well just stay in your own house with the blinds. closed. It's pitch black everywhere. And I feel like it's not as hard to get around in pitch black. I feel like you'd figure it out pretty quick. I'd feel like, yes, you could pee pretty quick and easily. You adjust a little bit to your surroundings. It's not like he's going up and down spiral staircases here. And no, there's no nightlight. There's there's no light. It's pitch black. Maybe I should have got a darkness retreat person on this show. It's pitch black all of the time. No light. Duncan Holman says, it's the Corbin Burns $7,500,000 thing. I get, Tom. Yeah, I get it. We don't like the Brewers. So anything the Brewers do, we're upset about. And I I get it. It's kind of out of nowhere. We're talking Badgers basketball. (laughs) We're talking hoops, Tom. Talking hoops. It's okay. This Badgers team, it's getting frustrating, though. It's driving people nuts. The Brewers are frustrating people. The Badgers are frustrating because it's so redundant. It feels like we're watching the same thing every night. We're watching the same thing every night with this team. And it's maddening, right? And I compared them to the 2020-2021 Badgers the other night, right? That team in 2020-2021 went 0-9 versus teams that finished above them in the standings. We had that team so figured out by the end of the season. Yeah, it will beat the bad teams, but no chance against the good ones. Without fail, that team had a script. They they were typecast. We knew what their deal was. We had them figured out. Right? Or the Packers this last year against the Patriots, against the the Commanders. I actually had to think for a sec about what their team is. The New York Giants, the Lions, all of those losses felt so similar. Right? It's hard to win games in any of these leagues. It's, It's hard to win in this league, all of the leagues. And a lot of times teams lose games and you're like, well, You get unlucky here, uh, bad whistle here, bad bounce of the ball here. That's not what it's been with the Badgers. That's not what it was with the Packers last year. You can't trust Esijan, Hepburn, or Wall. You can't trust any one of these Badgers players to be there every night. And it's really hard. It's really hard to have a consistent offense when you can't bank 100% on at least one guy every night. They go through these long stretches without scoring, and it happens every night. Let's talk to Q. 608 796 calling us from Milwaukee. What's going on, Q?
6: Grant, I can confirm that you are um, Ben's competition, but it's no competition
2: when dudes from Milwaukee are calling your He's, show. He is on streaming at the same time, Ben, and is it same S- time. Scalzo and Brust? It's, Who's Scalzo? What's what's his deal? I, what does he do?
6: Honest I tried to listen. When 1250 folded, I tried to listen to them for better part of a month, and... I could tolerate the people during the day or in the morning, but those guys in the afternoon, it's like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't say I have listened to it long enough to, to know their stories. But oh. I, I can say that they influenced me to, to listen to you. Hell yeah. Um, so I guess I'm a casual Badger basketball fan. What are their chances of making the tournament without winning the Big Ten?
2: Oh, without winning the Big Ten tournament? Um, yeah. Jim, I'm going to I'm gonna piggyback off of something that I read by Jim Polzine today, which was really good. Uh, and, and he pointed out an important fact. The Badgers are being helped a lot right now because teams that are in a similar spot as them are also losing. Like the Packers, right? When the Packers needed help, they got help. The Badgers are getting help. They're just not doing a lot with it. Got to win a couple more games. I'm going to directly read to you what Jim Polzine said today. Not directly, but let me paraphrase. He said, if UW beats Iowa, loses to Michigan and Purdue, beats Minnesota, and loses in a 7-10 game in the Big Ten tournament, that would put the Badgers at 17 and 14, and I have a hard time believing that would be enough to get in. Right? So the Badgers got to win, obviously, a nice handful of games and a nice little run in the Big Ten tournament would be great. It's just mind-blowing. I didn't know this until today, and I read this in Jim Polzian's piece as well at Badgers Extra. Like, this Badgers team hasn't won back-to-back games since 2022. Since last year, Q, it's been that long.
6: That's Unbelievable. Great. I, that's a crazy stat. Yes. Um, I was calling to compliment your open where you were talking about trying to pinpoint the the moment that you knew Giannis was oh, the, on the track to be one of the best players in the world. That was really great. Do you remember uh, think, that
2: game against the Blazers, that ending? Oh,
6: Yeah, I, I was looking back at the stats, and I do remember it. I think it was right after I had moved back to Milwaukee, so I was actually there. In the, in the Bradley Center. And, like, oh, I guess geez. I did not pinpoint it the way that you did, but um, I, I think that was the moment. So cheers to
2: that take. And cheers um, to Myers Leonard being on the Blazers at that time. People forget. I'm just looking at the box score <laughs> right now. So it's amazing how things come full circle, Q. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
6: I've got one last question for you. So I, I was listening yesterday, and you and Tyler Dunn really did a great job of laying out like, kind of the options that we have with Rodgers and Love.
1: Yeah.
6: Um, and I, I listen to you frequently enough, but I, I don't know where you settle on this. Like, which way do you want the Packers to go? Assuming we could get, like, between 50 and 80% of what, yeah. uh, like, the Russell Wilson trade package was, like, would you want us to stay with Rodgers or trade them and go with Love?
2: Well, I think – I think next year is the same no matter who's playing quarterback. I, I remember first talking about this a couple of weeks ago, and I, I think this is something that I found middle ground with, with. A lot of our listeners, you know, Cone Roller, Mr. Roller, we see him on Twitter and in Twitter spaces and stuff. I think next year the outlook and and the M.O. and, and the next step for this Packers team is kind of the same no matter who the quarterback is. I don't think they're much better with Rodgers next year than they would be with Love. I don't think they're much worse with Love than they would be with Rodgers. The problem is if you bring Rodgers back... You don't really have a way to grow and get better. If you bring love back and you trade Rodgers, then you have picks from the Rodgers deal. You're trending in a, in a younger, more future-oriented direction. I think next year is kind of a wash. I see a really, really tough path for the Packers contending next year, but they're certainly set up better for the future with love. So I'd say that I would prefer that. I, I just, that's a lot easier said than done. If Rodgers comes back and tells the Packers that he wants to be a Packer again, I think they're going to have a really hard time telling him no yeah i
4: think
6: i mean i i'm i've been on the anti-rodgers bus for a handful of years and i i think that what you just laid out would be my top choice uh especially if we could get a decent haul for him um and i agree with the people that say it would be a shame to spend all this time with george like it would hurt me more for Jordan Love to go someplace and play well than it would for Rodgers to go someplace and play well. And personally, like yeah. I, I would enjoy watching Rodgers play with Devonte again. Like I, if he's in the AFC, I would probably cheer for them. I don't have resentment towards them. It's it's not like that. I just I think I just feel like if we sit down to play the season out again, like it's more likely that we'll finish with a losing record than. Um, with the top seed like we did two years ago. so Yeah.
2: No, I got you, Q. It's going to be a tough decision. It, it, I, and we love to talk about, well, they should trade Rodgers. But like, actually consider what that is. He's been here, what, since 2005? He's been the Packers. He is the face of the Packers more so than anyone else. Right, other than me, of course, because I'm an owner and, and other Packers owners were up there on that on that list as well. But I, I don't know. It's a lot easier said than done. It's easy to play fantasy football GM and say that they should trade him, but... I think that's going to be a really difficult thing for the Packers to do. Q, I got to take a break. We need some more Q on this show. I appreciate you calling in, and, and I love that the, the Bucks love as well. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah.
6: Yeah, next time you do a, a Bucks segment, I'll try and call in.
2: Hell, yeah. We'll be
6: that, that's my that's my wheelhouse.
2: Yeah, I love that Q. Have an awesome night. We'll probably talk some more Bucks tomorrow because we're going to start with the NBA Lounge. I think I have an angle for tomorrow's lounge. We haven't had any games, but I think I have an angle. And it's something that I was maybe going to bring up today, and we didn't because we got into Badgers basketball hot and heavy right away. So I think I'm just going to roll that over tomorrow um, for the NBA Lounge. So we'll talk some more bucks tomorrow, Q. Appreciate you. 608-796-2558. Text and call. Twitter, at Wisco Grant. Wisco Sports Show, back in five minutes.
1: This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: sports show. My name is Grant Bills. It's a snowy one outside. I haven't brought it up in like an hour. I haven't brought up the weather in about an hour. So here we go. Check that off the list. Q gave us a call before that last break. He was one of our Milwaukee callers and uh, brought up the Bucks and the Badgers, but then left us with the Packers. He said, you know, Grant, I haven't been listening. I've been a little disconnected. I try to tune in, but I miss shows and that's fine. Q, we're all human. He said, where do you stand? Do you want love? Do you want Rodgers? I think with Tyler done yesterday, we came to a nice spot as a, as a show here, understanding the stakes of this Packers offseason, at least from a quarterback perspective, right? Because Rodgers is either going to be traded now or he's here until he's done. Because there's no trading Rodgers next offseason or the offseason after. He gets older, his value goes down, and the dead cap hit becomes untenable for Green Bay. The dead cap hit, if they were to trade Rodgers this off season would be really large. It'd be 40 million bucks, but that might be worth it to the Packers to move off of Rodgers' contract, to flip a page and to kind of start the next era of Packers football, a $60 million dead cap hit next off. Season, uh, that's that's a non-starter. That's a no-go can't do that. So this is the off season to trade Aaron Rodgers. Otherwise he's here. And this is the off season to plug in Jordan love and make him your starter. Cause if you don't do it this off season, He's going to ask for a trade, and he probably should. He should ask for a trade. Why wouldn't he? He's going to sit for four years. He's a first-round pick. Packers are going to keep him on the bench for four years. He doesn't deserve that. Nobody deserves that. Deserves a shot to play. So we set up those stakes, now or never with Rodgers, now or never with Jordan Love. And we got to a nice spot on the show yesterday with Tyler Dunn, who, if you missed him, he was great. Go check it out in the podcast. It's really easy to say, they should trade Rodgers and go to Jordan Love. And I think in my heart of hearts, I I believe that that's probably what the Packers should do. And my common sense sports brain says that that's what the Packers should do. But I also understand that if Aaron Rodgers comes to the Packers and says, I want to come back. I want to I keep playing. I want to be a Packer. I want to finish my career here. I realize that it's going to be really hard for Brian Gudikins to say no. No. That's, that's what Ted Thompson did with Brett Favre. And that's what made it so ballsy, right? He didn't just trade Brett Favre. He traded Brett Favre when Brett Favre wanted to come back. Players are traded all the time because they want to go somewhere else, because they they, they want to go to greener pastures. They want to start fresh. They want a blank slate somewhere. That happens all the time. That's not a big deal. But when your star player wants to come back and you say no, well, it's a little bit of a different dynamic. Now, maybe the Packers and Rodgers sit down and mutually agree to part ways. Maybe Rodgers says, well, it's going to be really tough for me at this point in my career to lead this roster in, the, in this moment in time somewhere. And the Packers might say, yeah, you know, it, it, it makes more sense for us to go younger, to move on. Let's seek a trade that that gets you to a good spot where you can contend. And, and maybe it's maybe it's mutual. Maybe Rodgers just says, I want to leave. I, I want to leave. Very cut and dry. I want to leave. I want to go. I want to go play somewhere else. I'm done here. And the Packers say, okay. I think the most likely scenario is that Rodgers comes back to the Packers like he has the last couple of off seasons. And he says, I want to come back. I want to be a Packer. And that's when we're really going to get down to brass tacks. Right? That's when we're really going to see how Brian Gutekinst is wired. That's when we're really going to see how that guy operates. Because it's easy to trade Aaron Rodgers when he wants to go elsewhere. It's easy to trade Aaron Rodgers when it's a mutual parting of ways. It's a little different when Rodgers comes back and says, I want to come back, and you tell him no. That's going to be really difficult. And I don't totally believe that Brian Gutekunst and the Packers are capable of that. I don't believe that most front offices in the NFL would be capable of that, to be fair. That's going to be a really, really, really tough thing to sell. It's going to be a tough thing to do. Six zero eight seven nine six two five five eight. Mark in Lacrosse is here. What's going on, Mark? North Side. Hey. Well, technically, that's where I work. But yeah, sure, uh, we'll work for North Side. North Side, Mark. Well, uh, we can we can be more specific if you'd like. You can pick your own nickname. Right on. Yeah, I've been marinating on that. I don't
7: know. I live up behind Granddad's Bluff, so I live up on the ridge. I live out in the middle of nowhere,
2: actually. So, so, so I fun. love that. Good luck getting to your house tonight. That's got to be. You got to go up Bliss Road. You got to go up the the main drag.
7: Yep, go up Bliss Road and across F, and I've been told that they haven't plowed that yet, so it's all drift. My wife was driving home and she watched a uh, plow truck go right off the road. So you know, uh, it's well,
2: good stuff. Go with God. <laughs> so I'm I safe.
7: Yeah, <laughs> right. I was going to talk about the uh, the the correlation to Brett Favre and Ted Thompson. Yeah. Now it's sticky tacky, but technically. Barb has been was way worse than Rodgers in every year. Am I coming back? Am I not? Am uh-huh. I coming back? Am I not? Now, I think the Packers kind of pressured him, but he actually retired. He said, I'm quitting. He did the whole speech. He cried the whole nine yards. And I want to say it was a month later where he's like, wait a minute. I don't want to retire. I want to come back. Yeah. And he, he rolled into Green Bay, and they had already said, nope, we've already moved on. You've already said you're going to retire. We've already... The ship has sailed. Yeah. So it's a little bit different than what's going on right now. Um, I, I think it would actually be harder for Gutekunst. It was easier for Ted Thompson to say, no, we've moved on, because Barb already said he had retired. Yeah. Whereas Gutekunst, you're right, it's going to be really hard. If Rodgers comes back and says, I want to come back, and they feel like they want to move to Jordan Love, that's a much harder decision. Because Rodgers hasn't hemmed and hawed nearly as much as Favre did before he
2: actually left, if that mm. makes sense. No, it does make sense. That they're different but similar, right? Like Favre was yeah. more retirement. Favre, Favre. It's not that Favre wanted to play somewhere else and then come back to the Packers. I guess the, the crux of it, let's, let's boil it all the way down to what matters is. Favre wanted to play for the Packers. They told him no. I struggle right. to see a scenario in which Rodgers wants to play for the Packers and the Packers tell him no. I know that the retirement versus – it's a little different, but it boils down to the same thing, and that's – oh, that's tough. Now, the Packers had already moved on, right? Like, if, if Rodgers says that he wants to be traded, and then all of a sudden he, he reverses course in a month and comes back, like, maybe there's some similarities there, but I think it boils down to mostly sure. the same thing.
7: And I think the, if we look at this contract and how they structured it, it, it was a love letter to Rodgers. They they basically told him he- – you. There is really it'd be really stupid of us to either cut or trade you through this contract. Here you go. Yeah. Because they wanted to prove to him that they were that there was this loyalty there. And I think that's that in of itself tells us everything we need to know about all oh, the Packers are looking at trade them, trading them. Are they really? Yeah. Or are they just taking phone calls for the sake of taking phone calls or people outside the organization are looking, reading the tea leaves and coming to their own conclusion.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Well, there's so many tea leaves. There's so many. There's new tea right? leaves every day, Mark. There's so much tea. <sighs> <It's> all <laughs> tea. Well, a nice warm cup of tea. That's what you should treat yourself to when you finally get home tonight. Good luck with that.
7: Uh, I'm halfway up the list right now. It's uh,
2: it's fun. Ooh, it's, uh, white knuckling. Yeah. Appreciate the call, Mark. i got to take one final break. Right on. That's our guy, Uh, Bluff Mark. Bluff Top, Hilltop Mark. We'll think of something. We'll workshop. I don't want to. I don't want to be married to something that we don't love, Mark. It's really your decision. Let's take one final three-minute break. We'll come back. Wrap up the Wisco Sports Show after this. This
1: is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: show got about three minutes left before we wrap up the show wrap up tonight's proceedings you can always check out what you missed in the podcast it goes up just after six o'clock i forgot last night i didn't post it till like nine so sorry about that if i messed up your routine duckin holman texts in he says i remember when we moved on from brent on purpose <laughs> moved on from brent and it was like holy s rogers is fast every quarterback slows down and it's not noticed go love my opinion yeah because it happens over time right Rodgers didn't all of the sudden get slow he's been slowing down a little bit year after year and I think this last year is such a great example of how mobility in a quarterback is so valuable you don't need to be Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson but you can't be Tom Brady you can't be a statue right and if you're a statue you need to be a robot you need to hit every throw absolutely perfect and not even Tom Brady was doing that. Rogers wasn't doing that. It's not that Jordan Love is some unbelievable running quarterback. He does have really long strides, and he can move in the open field but more like a a gazelle, right, than a Lamar Jackson. I guess I didn't have a second animal. I don't. I don't think of animal comparisons. Like he's once he gets strides going, he just he gallops. He covers ground. He's not going to be a physical runner like Jalen Hurts, and he's not going to be as dominant as as some other running quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, or, you know, you think back through the years. But he's not a statue, and I think that's really important to mention. And, Duck, I think that's outstanding analysis. Thank you for the uh, text. I got a picture here. This might be from Mark. Holy smokes, it looks nasty up on top of the bluffs. Duck also said maybe Ridge Runner Mark would be a good name. Stew on that one, Mark. Uh, Although, don't distract yourself from driving because the picture you just sent me looks absolutely terrifying. Uh, I do not have to drive home. I'm I'm okay walking. I'm going to get all wet, but at least I don't have to worry about my car sliding off of a mountain, like a Ridge Runner mark. Does that sound good? I don't know. It's rather wordy. We'll stew on that. We'll think about it. Tomorrow we got the NBA lounge. I have an NBA thing that I want to talk about right away at four. So we'll do that. Zach Heilpern might join us to talk Badgers. We're either going to have Zach tomorrow or Friday. At some point this week, we'll have Zach. He has Kenny and Heilpern tomorrow night, so maybe he'll be busy. I don't want to bother Zach. You know me. I, I love having my, my colleagues on. I love having people on, but not if it's a pain in the, in the butt for them. I don't want to be a pain in the butt. So We might have Zach tomorrow. We can talk Badgers basketball. We'll react to tonight's Badger game, of course. They got Iowa at 8 o'clock. So, despite what Dave said, I am pro blanket. Pop some popcorn, get a blanket, cozy up on the snowy night, and we'll watch some Big Ten basketball. I'm on Twitter at Wisco Grant. Watch for the Greg guard gauge tonight. I'll talk to you tomorrow at 4.